Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Eric J. Stover here, the real Toad King 07, creator of Foundation After Midnight Radio, here to talk to you about this next episode and things outside the episode. First off, this is the five-year anniversary of FAM Radio. Oh, how the time has crawled and clawed along. Can't believe it's 2019 already. I know this is an unusual podcast with an unusual release schedule. Atypical, if you will. A usual, if you won't. Please don't. Thank you all the same for listening in over all these years. I hope to keep creating more, and I hope you'll keep tuning in for more in the future. Second off, I want to tell you that there is now an official FAM Radio hub page on the SCP Wiki. Check it out for full episode transcripts, credits, and links to the SCPs mentioned, and never-before-seen behind-the-scenes production notes from yours truly. Check it out on scp-wiki.net slash fam-radio-hub. I'm sure if you search for it, you will find it. I have faith. Leave a comment if you stop by. Third off, if you've ever thought that you needed something small, metal, and pointy to express your lifelong obsession with the SCP Foundation, you are in luck. SCP pins are up for sale on the Toad King Studios Etsy store, along with other unique designs by yours truly to help you express your love of creepy, weird, dark, zany, and completely fictional writings about a secret organization that protects the world from anomalies and other dangerous entities. That's toadkingstudios.etsy.com. Check out the shop for other FAM Radio-inspired mugs, prints, shirts, and more ways to support the series and get yourself some cool stuff. But enough about me, let's talk about you. What are you? Where, where are you? Who are you? Hello, listeners. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to adjust the signal. I control the transmission. I mean, you can totally change the station if you want, but I'd rather if you continue listening. I worked so hard to get this broadcast out, it would be a shame if all this commotion, all these broken procedures, these personnel went to waste. Activity detected. Warning. Hume level 232-156-379. Error. Mistake. Warning. Frequency lockdown in 3, 2, 2, 2. Oh, hello there. Who? You remind me of a friend of mine. She likes listing off numbers, too. Let's hold that thought for now, though. Sorry for all the noise, listeners. It's just you and me now. Your favorite radio host. I've... I've missed talking to you all. I've also missed the screaming sunrises and the mysterious lights overhead in the night sky. I've missed my friends, my family, my job, and you. You see, I've been in what they call containment here for a while now. But being an anomalous person of interest held within a vague, yet menacing, government agency against his will isn't all bad. 
They normally won't let me near any broadcasting equipment, but I do get my own standard humanoid containment cell, as they say. Well, I guess I should be more clear about who they are. The Foundation, or the SCP Foundation? Ah, how can I never remember what they prefer to be called? Sorry if I mess up the name, folks. They came looking for our little desert community a little while back. Not sure how they managed it, but they found us and started poking around, doing just harmless scientific experiments like taking soil samples, radiation readings, taking pictures of birds, taking pictures of them, and falling into chasms that opened up underneath them while local onlookers chanted, Interlopers! After a while, they came by the radio station for a meet and greet with yours truly. Apparently they did not understand how I could narrate their comings and goings from my broadcasting booth. But as I told them, it's just another responsibility of a local community radio host. After a brief, um, encounter with station management, the surviving field agents invited me to come with them by the usual method of putting a bag over my head and taking me with them. We got in their unmarked van that read SCP Foundation, Scaffolding, Construction, Plumbing. We work in the dark so you can live in the light. License plate number MTF E6VI. Front bumper damaged from ramming into station management on their way out. It is a little unclear who was ramming who, though, to be fair. Now, I'm all for the government protecting citizens, all for securing and protecting people for the good of all. But sometimes a guy just wants to broadcast out into the world and have a one-way conversation with it. Luckily, I'm not alone here. I do get visitors from time to time. The faceless old lady who lives in everyone's home. She still visits me here. Well, I think she does. I believe that's what the dead flies left in the corner of my containment cell mean. Who else would take the time to remove their wings, knit the flies little sweaters with letters on them, and arrange them into cute messages like coming for you, or sooner than later, or this is taking longer than expected every morning. I also get to see, well, he told me not to tell anyone, but a certain scientist got himself a new job so he can still see yours truly. We're still working on how to do date nights here, but so far it's been nice just to see him and his beautiful hair through the bulletproof plexiglass. A friendly, handsome face with perfect teeth in a cold but not cruel world. But enough about my personal life. This After Midnight radio show provides an important service, I'm told. Here are some community announcements from within the foundation. Uh, uh, oh, that's gonna hurt in the morning. Or 
right now. Oh, it's our new station intern, Connor. Uh, hey, uh, here's the announcements you asked for and your demands. That's great, intern Connor. Thank you for retrieving today's announcements for me. You see, listeners, Foundation interns have these nifty, bright orange jumpsuits that make them really easy to spot when they're hiding. The staff had him crawling around in the vent since I barricaded myself in the studio here. Yeah, and I'm supposed to tell you that they want you to surrender yourself to the mobile task force out there and that they want you to stop broadcasting on every frequency. Now, if you could pass this note along to my husband... Sure, but I really want to point out that those guys outside are serious. Like, full combat gear armed with M4s that have more attachments than an eat-a-bag. I think there was even a guy with one of those underbarrel shotgun attachments. Talk about compensation. As well as a shit ton of C4 or whatever. And also bring I'll probably blow that door right off its hinges, sealed or not. A fresh cup... Just saying, I wouldn't want to be here when that goes off. Of chicory coffee. What are you anyway? Euclid... Black. Keter? Sugar on the I side. I definitely don't believe you're a safe class. That would be great. Whoever last checked the flesh car, designated R-1415-02, out from storage 48 for testing, you left the keys and the ignition in the Site-23 parking lot. While this might be part of an experiment, the fact that it's been winking its eye headlights at passerbys and licking its seat tongue at pigeons in the parking lot has other researchers unnerved. Please either retrieve the keys or move the flesh vehicle to a less prominent parking space. This Saturday is the first divided Fifthists Church annual pancake buffet. From 10 in the morning until 7 in the evening, a raffle will be held after the dinner and door prizes will be given out throughout the day. Tickets are $7 for adults and $3 for children under 12. Regular buckwheat and the First Divided's famous bone meal pancakes will be served. And now, your daily traffic report. Ring! The alarm in the mall went off as security officers noticed a young man shoplifting on the cameras. He seemed in no hurry to run and continued to stow away valuable goods in a few bags. By the time security had caught up to him, though, he was nowhere to be seen. When the camera footage was reviewed, the man had fiddled with something on his hand, then just disappeared. This hadn't been an isolated event. Even a couple of banks have reported thieves. All the accounts had had several things in common. The thief was a young man. He had bypassed all security, then disappeared after fiddling with something on his right hand. Managers and shopkeepers, when questioned, said they couldn't recall any details about the crime and would prefer to just move past the whole thing. Some people, though, paid very close attention to the crimes indeed. They had all the tapes, all the eyewitness reports. They had waited until they were sure. Jayan walked down the street in broad daylight. He wasn't concerned. He made sure to cover his face while robbing, and even if someone did recognize him, he had an easy escape route. He tapped the metal under his sleeve. He was probably just being paranoid, but apart from him, there were only two other people on the street, one behind him, walking in the same direction, and one at the end of the street, just standing there. 
The one in front pulled a black object out from their pocket and pointed it at him. He wasted no time in pulling the lever, and he thought he heard a bang as he left them behind. The world came into view again, this time a small alleyway. He often used this place to escape as it was located behind some of the major store lines. The alley was a gap in the city and it led nowhere. He didn't think anybody else knew about it. Two more people in black proved him wrong on that count. Before he could react, the one on the left raised their gun and fired at him. But as he pulled the lever, he felt something hit his leg. He hadn't any time to think, so he went with the first place that came into his mind, his home. It was some ways away, so he had a lot of time to ponder his next move. And that is our riveting traffic report for today. Time keeps on slipping into the future, so we'd better move on. Connor! What? Are you trying to break down my barricade? No, no uh, I was just trying to get out so I could get you that fresh cup of joe. I mean, coffee. So, uh... Oh god, what are those? <laughs> to the family of station intern Connor. He was not a very good station intern, but he did... Listen, man. Oh, huh. You're alive. You don't stay dead, do you? Wow. You'll definitely make a great station in turn after all. Yeah, it's a thing. Confinement. Look it up. Listen, I'm just following the directions that the MTF guys told me. Connor, what the hell is going on in there? You kicked that creepy bastard's barricade down yet, but did you get stuck in that vent again? I'll tell them you wouldn't let me near the barricade if you just pushed me back into the vent so I can get out of here. Sure, that's fine by me. And your dead body, will that just stay behind when you leave? I mean, you did kill me, so that is on you. So you're not using it anymore? First off, no I'm not. Second off, that's a weird thing to say to someone. Also, wait, how is that mic still on? Because the MTF is totally listening to your broadcast, and if they hear this- Let me give you a boost. No, I'm good, just- Where- where are those coming from? Ah! Ah! <clears throat> Scrambled right back into the air vents. That Connor sure is a resilient one. Oh, never a dull moment here inside the foundation. Almost reminds me of home. Almost. Sometimes this place is a little too strange, though. Let's take some time for another popular Foundation After Midnight radio segment. Listener call-ins. Remember, listeners, you can always call in and leave a voicemail at 512-937-2346. That's 512 512- Nine three seven, two three, four six. First caller. Please, I need somebody to help me. I don't know what's going on. I'm lost in the woods. All I know is there's something chasing me. I don't know where I am anymore. All I know is I was at a party with a bunch of friends. I don't. We were just hanging out in the woods. We were having a party. It was. We were having our homecoming party. We had won the football game. I don't, I don't know where I am. I just want to go home. Somebody please help me. Ah, uh, sounds like someone fell through a pocket dimension or otherworldly portal. Or opened a door that appeared in the desert. Either way, there are some nifty tricks out there you can use to figure out where you are using the simple government tracking devices in your phone. 
Next voicemail. Hey, Foundation fam. Had another phone I smuggled in on my person. Been a while. I've actually lost track of how long I've been here now. There are no windows and my guards don't seem to keep a schedule for meals and such. <laughs> Amateurs. Anyway, really want to get out of here soon. Think I hear someone coming back. Talk to you later. Ah, I think that was the normal host they had. He's been gone a long time, it seems. Years, maybe. Or just days? Hard to tell sometimes. Anyways, glad he's still alive. Hey, so some of your colleagues are sort of tracking me down. Can you please tell them to kindly fuck off? Thank you. Have a good day. Got to say, these Foundation personnel sure know how to run a secret organization. I mean, I hadn't even heard of them before they started tapping my phone lines and circling my little town, but now they pop up all over the place. Ah, here's another announcement for personnel. If you happen to be driving out late at night and see a police car, please make sure you properly identify it as belonging to the Sheriff's Secret Police. If the car is on fire, it is most likely a demon cop. If you hear unexplained expletives coming from your radio, I advise speeding up. You might be able to outrun him. The team, formerly known as the Unkillable Lizards, played their alternate reality doubles, still known as the Unkillable Lizards, in their own timeline. Due to a reality overlap, both teams found themselves being pitted against each other while a softball-loving reality bender looked on. Both teams were evenly matched, with only minor differences, such as their depiction of SCP-682, the hard-to-destroy reptile, as their mascot, or former mascot, as well as various differences noticed between the players and their doppelgangers. Thankfully, no one attacked their double, but plenty had questions and could be overheard muttering to themselves, So that's what I look like with short hair. Or, is that the more successful me? Or is he just more confident in himself? And, did they just say that their team captain, Dr. Roth, is a full-grown snow leopard in their reality? The game ended in a close 13-15 to 15 score, or would have, if the Combine Realities Mobile Task Force hadn't descended upon the Reality Bender in the last inning and chased him off the field before the final pitch with bases loaded. The Reality Bender out of range of the field and Scranton Reality anchors in place, the overlap in realities faded from view and each team went away knowing more about themselves than they would like. This has been the Infrequent Sport Corner. Now, listeners, there's nothing I love more than helping people and non-people who have a special connection find each other again against all odds. So yours truly will be reading from the Missed Connections Board from the Wanderer's Library. You seem pretty normal. M4W. We passed each other in the early European section. Your red hair was beautiful, and you had the requisite four limbs and one head that I find lacking so often around here. I'd like to get to know you. Maybe we could be friends. It's rare that I find anyone like myself around here, especially after the calamity. 
Connections of all kinds are important. We meet people for a reason, a season, or a life sentence. Book Buddies, M for W. Looking for a girl, I shared a copy of de Blasian's fourth metaphilosophy and contrarian physical spaces with. I was wearing a black turtleneck sans shell, and you had a mug of coffee and tentacles that went all the way up. Winky face emoji. Shared books can bring people together. Hoarded books can bury people alive. All alone in their apartment because they refuse to give up possession of something they thought would bring them comfort, but has only become a burden to find the space for. The ferocity of the hunt requires a pack. V for M. This one stalked you through the wind-blown sands where you were separated from your peers. This one had hoped to hunt you down and consume you while your back was turned and your guard lowered. However, this one's assessment of your usefulness as raw protein has changed when this one watched as you gouged out the eyes of a lion with your clawless hands. You are an impressive mammal. We should exchange pleasantries. This one hopes you can detect pheromones. Ah, nothing like apex predators bonding over a shared drive to survive and hunt down prey. Your hands are so gentle, B for W. You were reading me the other day in the eschatology section. I'm the one with the thick leather binding gold leaf illumination, and vellum pages. You had very gentle hands. I would like to meet again. Mayhaps we can read some more? Speak with Bobby if you see this. He delivered this message for me. Book love goes both ways. Again, it's always important to find people we care about in this journey of life, whether platonic, romantic, or just finding shared interests among peers. There's a Foundation Missed Connections page up as well for personnel looking for someone they passed in the halls, lost touch with after a site transfer, or someone they vaguely remember after a temporal shift rewrote a year of their life. In other community public service announcements, most tarantulas don't finish high school and even fewer go on to attend college. Now, I'm sure most of you within the Foundation already knew this. What you may not know is that the Foundation already houses and supports several sentient spiders and spider-related communities, from the tiny psychic spider to the vast communist spider society in the Big Thicket National Park to the 11 three-meter spiders of the Kimberly Sleepover. Personnel can volunteer to tutor young spiders during their lunch break or after work hours on site. Obviously, those with arachnophobia need not apply and may want to skip the Site 66 cafeteria after. Oh, well, it seems I have some visitors coming in. I'll be with you folks in a minute. I swear, these Foundation personnel are more uptight than our station management back home. Now might be a good time to go to the weather.
Anomalous activity subsided. Humes at acceptable levels. Broadcast is safe for audio listening enjoyment. Welcome back. DJ Twisted Toaster. Well, never uneventful around here, eh, listeners? The anomalous entity that escaped and hijacked the radio booth has been secured and recontained. No dangerous mimetic or cognohazardous effects were detected during the broadcast, though they were unable to disrupt his signal despite cutting power to the booth. Unfortunately, cutting the power only made getting back into the radio station that much harder, largely due to the newly reinforced security doors added since DJ Skip's kidnapping. They ended up having to cut through the doors manually, after trying to send in a D-class through the air vents a few times. While the Foundation is a place that accepts all kinds, it is generally too dangerous to work directly with anomalous persons of interest. The risk of cross-SCP contamination is just too great. The Foundation's firm stance is that anomalous entities should be contained and never allowed to wander sites unsupervised under any- Hey, so, uh, the door was literally off the hinges. I let myself in. Is that weird guy that was doing the radio broadcast before gone? Oh, uh, hey Connor, yeah, he's gone. I'm just starting the after-midnight radio broadcast. Well, that's great. I'm just gonna put this coffee down and go then. Gonna go see Natalie. Who? Uh, uh, she's my psychologist, Dr. Powers. She- Oh, I meant, who's the coffee for? Well, it was for that reality bender guy who was in here before, but since he's probably back in the containment wing, I'm not going to bring it to him. They sent me in here to see what his demands were, but it seems he just really loved radio broadcasting. They should give him his own show. Or at least a podcast. Uh, thanks, Connor. I'm going back to the broadcast. What was I talking about again? Foundation After Midnight Radio is produced by Toad King Studios. Right now, you can head over to etsy.com shop slash toadkingstudios to check out new SCP pins, prints, and more available now. Use code FAMRADIOFAN at checkout to get 10% off your order. Now for a special message from Toad King 07. I'm coming at you with FAM Radio's first ever Jumbotron reading. This message goes out to Fibonica from Lanta, and it goes as follows. Yan di Kulipu Alisa Ipoki i awan o Miilo Piseli Ipan Yan li Toki Pimila Ona li Pili Ini Ona li Mi O Toki Ala Pimi Tawa Yan Ampa O Awa Milan Poki Wawa For those not in the know here, I was speaking in a special made-up language called Tokipana, uh, but side note, all language is made up, and I'm talking to via radio waves from the past, so this was a special message paid to be read on the airwaves here. It, this is a first, uh, in that it's a first reading, and it's probably the last one I'm going to accept in another language, just because that was a bit of a tongue twister for me. But if you are interested in learning a deliberately simple language, I definitely suggest checking out Tokipana. If you are interested in getting your own special message read on FAM Radio here by yours truly, DJ Skip, or other voice actors, you're going to want to head over to the notes section on facebook.com slash scpfamradio. We've already got one queued up for the next episode, but for future episodes beyond that, and for getting a message out on the airwaves like this, check that out. For now, we're going to go back to the credits. Be sure to follow SCPFAM Radio on Twitter to not miss out on daily updates and SCP memetics. Script for episode 9, I Missed You Listeners, written by Eric J. Stover. Thanks to BLB for inspiring the rewrite, and special thanks to Drew Bear for feedback. The automated backup system is voiced by Lisa Flanagan. 
the Anomalous Radio Show host was voiced by Alexander Stein. Connor and Marcus are voiced by Lord Bung. DJ Skip is voiced by Kyle Stover. Andrew is voiced by Paper Airship. Special thanks to our caller voicemails featured in this episode. The voice reading of the credits is Bimini Lee Wright. This episode's music was The King by The Atomic Bow Project. Be sure to rate and follow the show on whatever listening platform you so choose iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or beyond. All reference material and their authors are credited in the space provided. Check the description or the SCP FAM Radio Hub page on the SCP Wiki for the complete links to works used. Content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0, and all concepts originate from scp-wiki.net. Released under Attribution-Sharealike 3.0 Unimported. Today's proverb. If you see the site director running down the hall, do you run in the opposite direction or the same direction as they are running?